Hello, everyone, and welcome to the New Consciousness Review Radio Show. I'm Miriam Knight, and our guest today is Italian Gaetano Vivo, one of Europe's most experienced and sought-after Reiki masters who practices in the UK, the US, and Italy. He's a member of the Complementary Medical Association of Great Britain, the International Council of Holistic Therapies, and the International Association of Reiki Professionals, and the Noetic Association of America. At a young age, he began to experience communication with others, in quotes, who wished to pass on teachings and wisdom to help us make lighter work of our time here on Earth. Although he was forced to ignore this information for a long time because he was brought up in a strict Catholic community, he never forgot what he had received, and he has put it all together in his new book, Messages from the Angels of Transparency, Powerful Words from Gentle Souls. And so I'd love to welcome this gentle soul to our show. Welcome, Gaetano. Thank you very much. Thank you, Miriam. Thank you. Where are you speaking to us from today? I'm in Italy. I'm in Sorrento, in the south of Italy, very close to Naples, where I spend most of my time. Aha. Uh-huh. You have written quite a number of books on self-development and spiritual evolution. In this book that we're talking about today, you talk about your own journey for the first time. Let's start there. Tell us about your childhood and how you got into the work that you do today. Yes. Well, um, when I was a little child, um, when I was three or four, um, during the evenings, you know, when I, I would go to sleep, um, angels would come to my bedside and take me away, especially Archangel Michael I discovered later on in, in my life. They would take me and uh, show me surreal worlds. They would take me flying with them. I always remember that I would uh, kind of go over a huge wall. And on the other side of the wall, there was this, uh, these new worlds, invisible uh, beings, that they were just there for me, waiting for me. Then, of course, being in Italy and being Italian, um, you know, in Italy we have a very strict, some of the families are very kind of... Uh, strict Catholic. So all that was, was kind of taken away from me in the sense that uh, going to school, the society I was living in, and, um, you know, the religion as well, just kind of, uh, I, I, you know, all those messages stopped completely. Mm-hmm. They, came back, they came back to me when I, uh, when I decided to move to England. Um, I have a university degree, um, a kind of a PhD, not proper PhD, but a similar one in Italy. Um, and I specialized in English literature and history. Uh, and so I moved to England uh, in 1989 because I wanted to kind of improve my English. And uh, when I moved there, I knew exactly that I'd lived there before. I just felt like uh, all of my chakras were working again and, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, like some senses had been opened again. And ever since, I've been kind of, um, you know, I, I did some other jobs beforehand. I was a, a translator. I was an interpreter. Um, but then I just decided that, you know, I, I had a call, you know, to help other people. And therefore, um, I studied. Uh, I studied Reiki. Um, and through Reiki, then I discovered the new other beautiful worlds where I belong now. Hmm. <laughs> That's so fascinating because I moved to England about the same time uh, and I was in the corporate world and I met my husband who was in the financial world and in England we both did this kind of midlife switch into the spirit onto the spiritual path essentially. Yeah. That's well, in Great Britain and some parts of Great Britain, I'm going to tell you a, a, a little bit about that. You know, Britain is the heart chakra of the earth. Therefore, most people who are spiritual and people who are looking and seeking uh, spirituality or healing, they all come together in England at the moment. I also do through my... Um, my job, I take people around the world to, 
two kind of spiritual trips. And last year, at 11-11-11, I took a very huge group of Italian people in uh, Glastonbury. And mm-hmm. Glastonbury, on the, um, in Glastonbury, there is a hill, and on the tour, that's the tower, which is on this hill, uh, I've been told from my guides uh, uh, that is actually the heart of the heart chakra, if you know what I mean. You know, it's just like the core of the heart chakra of England. So actually we did a beautiful meditation and, uh, you know, it was just like an amazing time there too. You talk about the true nature of Reiki in your book. How would you describe that? Well, uh, there has been a a lot of uh, speculation about Reiki. I'm sure you're aware of that. A lot of people kind of speak about Reiki in a bad way, even in Italy, especially in Italy, I guess, uh, but all over the world, actually. Uh, In Italy, I've heard people saying that Reiki is against the religion, which is not. It's kind of a a very strong way of uh, manipulating people, which is not. I have uh, written a book, actually, when I was in Boulder, um, I've written a book called Reiki is Love. Mm-hmm. Because Reiki is all the love. It's nothing else but that. It is like uh, giving love to another human being, or to another being, actually, not necessarily human. You can give Reiki to animals, to plants, to the place you live in, you know, to everything. So, actually... Reiki is all in love. And actually, as love must be perceived from people, I don't believe in people that take Reiki because, for instance, I have seen people that uh, become Reiki masters in one weekend, even on the Internet. I mean, you know, these uh, kind of Reiki masters that kind of give initiations over the Internet, um, which is awful. It's really bad. I mean, you know, Reiki is a touch. It's a healing touch. And therefore, also, the activations of Reiki must be, they must be able to be touched by the, their masters. Mm-hmm. So I've been actually teaching, uh, you know, you kind of, when you were describing myself earlier, you know, in my bio, you were saying that, uh, you know, I am a Reiki master, and that's, yes, I am. And uh, I have treated and I've taught Reiki to maybe 7,000 people all over the world, but one and two level. If you look at my kind of uh, uh, profile, I've only given Reiki three to teach, actually, to around 50 people in the world. Because I believe that Reiki really is something very sacred and something, you know, that is a very kind of a responsibility to become a Reiki master and to teach other people. And therefore, I only kind of teach Reiki to the people who really want to do this as a profession. And, of course, my Reiki 3 class lasts two years. Wow. Now, you're talking about Reiki as love. And how do you tap into the source? Tell us about universal energy. Yes. Well, actually... um, uh, Reiki is a, a channeling experience. You are a medium between the client that comes to see you and the source. Uh, because I teach Reiki all over the world, I've just come back from Pakistan, for instance, where I've been teaching beautiful classes of Reiki. Of course, there you cannot mention God because they don't believe in God, they believe in Allah. But I mean, you know, and that's why, because I teach all over the world, I always call it either the source or the universal energy, uh, which is, I mean, the universe is so important for people to understand that it's just one, one, you know, we all one and there is only one universe. So when I teach Reiki, I actually uh, tell people that we are channels from the source to the person. So, you know, the energy goes through us, first of all, and then we can give Reiki to that other person. But it's not our energy. You know, there are uh, other forms of healing where you tap in your own energy, but that is not the same thing. I mean, Reiki is actually a channel experience between the source and the person you're treating. And, of course, when the energy comes through, when you find that the energy is arriving from your crown chakra into your body, this energy actually clears and cleans your energy first, so that when you give Reiki to another person, that energy is completely pure. 
You know, uh, let, let's go back to how you um, developed this connection. You, so many people um, report in, in having memories as a child of connecting with angels. And even now as adults, people are having these amazing experiences, but they discount them because they have no frame of reference or because society will call them crazy or something. What gave you the confidence that you were communicating with angels and that it was a real, that it was real? Mm -hmm. Well, actually, um, and this is written in my book, actually, when I, um, I was actually at some point a few years back, I was um, teaching a Reiki tree class in Naples. And that was actually the last day of the Reiki tree class. Um, during a meditation, uh, there was this huge, amazingly big, huge uh, uh, group of angels that appeared before me. And they told me that, that their name were the Angels of Transparency. Um, the angels were somebody, something like they were divided in groups of age, so to speak. And so the, 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 the group that was appearing in front of me at that point um, were like uh, children angels. And those angels were kind of guiding me and they came and they told me to stop teaching Reiki. And that's actually something that I wanted to do for a long time, in the sense that uh, I feel that Reiki Master, whenever he teaches so many classes and, uh, you know, sees so many people, at some point you really must stop and uh, move forward in your own uh, inner development. And so that's exactly what I did. I stopped. I went to London where I have uh, my own flat, my own little apartment. And I actually did uh, starting an inner journey in discovering my inner child. Those angels that that were appearing to me at that time, you know, those little uh, angels were there to tell me that uh, the most important thing to do at that time was to heal my inner child. And once you've healed your inner child, then you're able to heal the world. And that's been exactly that, in the sense that uh, I kind of uh, started talking to my inner child, I started nurturing him, I started feeding him of love, um, I asked for his forgiveness because, you know, because I was so busy in the years to kind of develop myself and do other things that I had completely forgotten that I had an inner child. And therefore, once then I have kind of um, reconnected with him, once I kind of embrace him and kind of try to speak to him all the time, every day, every minute, so, but whenever I'm taking a decision, I always kind of... Uh, ask my inner child, you know, my inner knowledge, whether that uh, decision is the right one to take or not or whatever. So once then you have this connection with your inner child, then you have connections with the old people that you want to pass on some awareness. I want to explore this in depth, but let me just tell our listeners that we're discussing a new book called The Messages from the Angels of Transparency with its author, Gaetano Vivo. And this is New Consciousness Review, and I'm Miriam Knight. Now, the inner child. It's interesting that Jesus said, first you must become as a child. Mm. And my, my feeling about this is that we're talking about leaving all of the distractions of the world behind and returning to that state of innocence and openness that we had as children. And also, don't forget, also to be transparent. You know, uh, that's why they're called angels of transparency, because children are transparent. They're innocent. They are, like, very honest. They are just say whatever their mind tells them to say. So it is just like being uh, transparent and going back to childhood or going back like to be a child and just be transparent with oneself and then with the others. Mm-hmm. You open the book with a message from the Archangel Michael. So you said that you, in this experience that you had in the Reiki session that many different groups of angels came to you. So one were these little putti, these little child angels 
who reintroduced you or got you to reintroduce yourself to your, your inner child and your own innocence. Yeah. Um, then what, what were the other angels that came yeah. to you? Um, actually, um, while I was uh, working with, um, with the inner child, um, the inner child, of course, it's, um, it's in, a, in our heart chakra. The heart chakra is um, the, the, the heart that is kind of uh, regulated, if you want, from, by um, Archangel Raphael. Archangel Raphael comes with a, with a very strong emerald green uh, light. And, um, and in fact, you know, in the book, there are some meditations that have created with Archangel Raphael, uh, this one specifically, to heal your inner child. Um, and uh, the um, angels of transparency, as I said before, come in a huge group of angels on different ages and, uh, you know, to heal different ages of your life kind of thing, kind of things and the three most important archangels that are actually coming with this huge group of angels are archangel michael who is actually with me all the time he is my guardian angel he is with me i and he has been with me since i was born then there is archangel raphael which is just in the middle of this huge group so he's in the heart of this big group of angels and then on the back, like pushing them, uh, coming uh, closer to Earth, it's Archangel Metatron. Archangel Metatron, on the other hand, it's an archangel that actually guides us through discovery of our third eye. And that's why Archangel Metatron usually appears in a beautiful purple light. Mm-hmm. And so isn't blue the color associated with Michael? Yes, it is. And that's what, communication? Yes, it is. Michael actually is the communication archangel, uh, the creativity archangel is to relate to kind of the blue healing light, but it's also very much related to the throat chakra as well. Mm-hmm. So actually, while I was working with the, and that while I was working with my inner child and I was writing this book, uh, all sorts of other communication came through. For instance, uh, the angels were telling me how to look at chakras on people and how to explore in looking and reading the aura of the people. So I have created, uh, for my own sake actually, and now actually I'm actually a kind of introducing to my students, I have created a method where um, if I look at somebody's aura, um, as we know, aura is um, the electromagnetic field that we all have around the body, and the aura is subjected to all sorts of um, things coming from people, thoughts form of uh, things coming from people. So um, usually when we, if we are not protected, if we do not protect our aura, then um, all sorts of uh, thought forms can come through the aura and leave in the aura some kind of imprints. So in order for us to kind of live in the world today, we had to have our aura completely expanded without any holes in it. And um, so if I, um, I want to get to the point where, you know, if I look at somebody's aura, um, for instance, if I'm looking at somebody's aura and there is like a, a, a yellow color missing, um, it shows me that uh, that particular person has got some problems in their um, solar plexus chakra, which is yellow. Mm-hmm. And therefore, the solar plexus chakra uh, rotating, because the chakras are all wheels, rotating uh, and kind of not functioning proper, properly, rotating uh, that chakra has absorbed all the yellow energy of the aura. So if I'm looking at the aura, which is missing completely of yellow, I can tell you that uh, there is some problems in the solar plexus chakra, which is the house of anxiety, it's a house of depression, it's the house of insomnia, it's the house of headaches and migraines is the house of some kind of back pains um yes so it's the house where people do not feel good about themselves so if i'm in i'm in an audience and this has happened a lot in italy because uh, my book um, messages from the angels of transparency was published in italy in 2010 and they sold a lot of copies so i was invited to give kind of public lectures um, and presentation. So if I'm in an audience and uh, kind of I see uh, some orders which really need to be kind of addressed, then I go to the person and I tell them, well, I see that your aura is not uh, properly um, expanding and this is and that uh, uh, these are the, the problems you might have or you might have um, have in your life. 
and and what can they do about it yeah well i mean you know there are all sorts of things you know of course um i also teach meditation i actually do reiki so i can always you know usually at the end of a session like that i actually do a like a public uh, meditation to clear and to um balance the chakras so to get rid of all the blockages they have um are there is there another major archangel associated you you were mentioning Raphael Metatron and Michael Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I mean, those are the three major archangels which mm-hmm. are really and associated with uh, um, the angels of transparency. There is Archangel Gabriel as well, who is one of the most important ones. And Archangel Raphael, uh, sorry, Archangel Gabriel is uh, the archangel which is related to the second chakra, uh, which is the, um, the sacral chakra. The sacral chakra is orange, but it's also some kind of, also um, has got a very light, uh, a blue light light. I mean, a light blue light, if you know what I mean. So I've got that, and uh, Archangel Gabriel is is the Archangel that is uh, on the second chakra. Then there is Archangel Sandalphon, who is the Archangel, is the red Archangel, is the the Archangel that is related to the first chakra, the root chakra. So if there are some people who, you know, if I I would say if there are some people who are not rooted, um, or they they don't have that connection with the planet, uh, but because they are a little bit the kind of living uh, up in the air, you know, so to speak, like myself, for instance, uh, then, you know, I have a very strong connection with Sander that I have asked him to kind of protect myself and protect me all the time and connect me with the planet because I tend to kind of, Move on. I mean, leave. Not move on, but I mean, leave. Um, leave my body and go higher. You know. Mm-hmm. So I've asked him to kind of be there for me, be my guardian. You talk I, about meditation, um, yes. and I, I think people perhaps don't have a clear picture of just how powerful um, a practice this can be. Can you tell us about that? Yes, actually, I've been teaching meditation for quite some time, you know, and I've published also some CDs about meditation, guided meditation. Um, it is very important for people these days to kind of uh, feel, especially in this particular historical moment we are living, where people are very distressed about business and, uh, you know, and this um, recession and the crisis that we are having, uh, you know, and there are a lot of people who are really stressed. And so I always ask, tell them to kind of relax, um, you know, possibly on the bed or on a chair, uh, close, their ma- uh, close their eyes and... Uh, just focus on the breathing, which is very, very important. And, you know, just let go completely of all the worries that they have and just kind of go deeper inside themselves and have uh, during, you know, during breathing and possibly with some kind of guided meditation, they can just go in and release a lot of toxins, release a lot of, uh, mm, let's call it bad energy. And I never kind of call it negative energy. I don't believe in negative energy. The energy is only one. But I mean, you know, just go deeper and just get detoxifying themselves from um, and detaching from uh, the daily life, really. Um, and so I said that it's a very important practice to do once a day, you know, especially if they come back from work or before they go to work, really. Um, yeah, so it is really important to actually have a practice like that. So it's a combination of, of uh, visualization and intent, Yes, the intention is very is very important. Mm-hmm. Have an intention to you know it, it's like a, it's like very important for people to go when they come and receive Reiki. If somebody does not want to heal and they just come out of a curiosity, you know they will never be healed. It is not something that you know, um, and that is that why kind of, I have a kind of um, I'm very careful of calling myself a healer because just um, you know if the person comes and they're not ready well, to be healed, you can leave them. Hundreds um, of treatments, they will never be healed. I have, um, as I was mentioning before, whenever I give a lecture or I give an audience or something, I always get these angels that come very close to me and point out people that want to be um, receiving a message. Or if there is somebody who is very kind of um, depressed for some reasons or they're just longing to get a message. So I go to them and I talk to them that... uh, 
you know, the angels want to tell them uh, this and that. Mm, it is very important. I know that I communicate with my angels because uh, I know them. And uh, as I said earlier, I have been communicating with them since I was five. Um, Archangel Michael is always there with me. Um, I see them. Um, I just feel and I see them. Um, I'm, um, you know, I, I feel the energy very close to me. Um, I sometimes see them like I see an ordinary person. Uh, it's accordingly to where I am at the moment in my life, at that particular time in my life. And, uh, you know, um, and w uh, what is important for me to receive and what kind of message it is. How so does he appear to you? I'm sorry? What do they look like when you can see them? Yes, well, actually, um, that also depends in the sense that if I'm, for instance, um, I live in Sorrento and I'm on the sea um, and I feel like uh, there is an energy that really wants to grab my attention, I not necessarily see an angel with wings, but I can actually see a beautiful cloud, for instance. Uh, you might perceive some energy from the cloud or, uh, as well. So, so sometimes I feel very close to uh, seeing the angels like elemental beings in the sense that uh, they can come in a form of a cloud or wind, for instance, or, you know, a fire, you know, or actually in the sea as well. Some of the times I feel I see them just like uh, we see, we perceive angels or like uh, the representation of the church of angels, like, uh, you know, a big, tall um, individual with uh, possibly sometimes with long hair. Um, or, uh, for instance, Archangel Michael is very, very tall. He's got long, blonde hair. He comes always with a sword in his hands. And, um, and of course, in, this, uh, in the Roman Catholic Church, he appears to be kind of with, his, um, with the devil under his feet. I actually discovered, because he told me that uh, this sword is actually to cut all the cords that we have in connection with other people. We should have always, as I said before, a clear aura. And so we should actually always kind of have those cords cut because we do not want to have any um, imprints or connection with the people that we have interacted in that particular day, but also throughout our life. Mm -hmm. You open the book with some really important messages from Archangel Michael. Can you just give us a sample of them? Well, yes, Archangel Michael is here actually to give us a lot of... Uh, um, a lot of love, first of all, but it's very important actually for people to understand that, uh, uh, you know, uh, this book in particular is, uh, is a message of love. These angels that are, you know, is uh, bringing to us at this moment in time um, on the planet um, are angels that are, healed, are here to kind of, uh, yes, uh, heal our inner child, but I mean, when we have um, healed our inner child, then you can imagine how beautiful the world is going to be. Mm -hmm. um, Archangel Michael actually gave me, uh, showed me uh, a vision some times ago. Um, it showed me the earth um, divided in two, like an orange. On uh, the left-hand side of the orange, there was this very heavy energy that is related to the planet where, where, where there were millions and millions of people still living in the darkness. Like they didn't have any kind of... Um, the skeptical, let's say. They didn't have any kind of... Uh, healing, they didn't have any kind of energy, they didn't believe in any of those things. And on the other side, on the right hand side, um, there was this other half of the orange where there are people like us, who are very much spiritual, that um, healers, authors, uh, people that believe in these kind of things, um, people that are really kind of open uh, to receive any kind of love and energy and um, believing in the angels, believing in the healing modalities that there are these days on the planet. So our task, actually, uh, to have these two alps of the orange put together is for us to kind of uh, nurture and kind of feed and teach um, all the people that live on the left-hand side of the, of the earth. Um, because this heavy 
part of the earth is going down and down and down. And the lighter part is going up and up and up. So our task at the moment is to get as many people possible from this heavy part to jump into the light planet, so to speak. And how do we do that? I mean, you know, when I give lectures, there is bound to be like uh, 10 or 15 people who are coming just to kind of uh, challenge me somehow. And uh, the skeptical people, let's say. And <clears throat> so whenever I speak, um, you know, even if I just plant a little seed uh, in their heart, so they know that there is this energy, although they don't believe in it. But I mean, rest assured that uh, in their time, during their life, this seed will uh, grow and will bloom, and therefore they will be able to jump over on this planet. You speak that of... is very important, sorry to interrupt you, this is a very important message that Archangel Michael wants to give to people. Mm-hmm. You speak of the planet itself as being a spiritually evolved entity. What do you mean by that? Well, actually, you know, um, we have gone through a lot of, um, you know, let's uh, briefly talk about 2012, you know, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's just like um, uh, people have asked me what I think about 2012 and whether it's going to be the end of the world. I don't believe that, actually. Um, we are already... Um, we are already living in the energy of 2012. You know, we have started living in there, you know, maybe since 2007. Um, you know, there have been a lot of earthquakes, there have been a lot of floods all over the places, a lot of natural catastrophe. You know, like uh, two years ago, there was this um, volcano that exploded in Iceland and, uh, you know, all the flights were cancelled, you could not go anywhere. You know, it was just like, a, you know, Mm-hmm. First time that we have heard such a so so many catastrophe, you know, one after the other, and um, and so that is actually the energy of, that is bringing uh, the 2012 kind of things, and actually um, it is important for people to understand that uh, the planet has got uh, a heart, and uh, the all the the bad things that we have done to the planet, like. Uh, the rainforest and uh, all sorts of other things that we have done. You know, the, the planet is just like getting rid of all that. So it's like an expurgation, so to speak, of um, all this uh, debris that it does not need anymore. And through that, also, there are some souls that have come to the planet to be part of that. And to be part of that means that uh, not only they can uh, teach and they can uh, kind of uh, train people to achieve some kind of spirituality, but on the other hand, there are also a group of people, a group, a big group of souls that have come here with the aim of leaving the planet altogether uh, through the catastrophe. Mm-hmm. And that is what is uh, actually the energy of the planet is showing us at this point. It is very important for people to understand that, uh, not to be scared, not to be fearful. Uh, you know, I actually always believe that um, the fear, it's an illusion that does not exist. If we live in the light, if we believe that everything is beautiful, if we believe that, uh, you know, everything uh, is the light, then there is no fear no, nothing to be afraid of. This is a message that so many teachers are repeating in many, many different ways. And it it is almost the essence of the fight between the, the forces of light and the forces of darkness who use fear as a way of keeping us from reaching out to the light, keeping us from reaching out to who we really are. So that's why your book is so important. Yes, carry on. Um, I I was saying before that I've uh, recently gone to Pakistan. I've just come back like um, a week ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, Everybody, actually, before I went there was telling me, they were just telling me, you know, are you sure you want to go there? I mean, you know, like it's a a country of war and uh, hate and everything. I've been there for two weeks. And I just went there because I knew that there was, going to, there was going to be something or somebody that I would meet there. I knew that if the angels had opened that door for me, that I would be safe. And I want to tell you, I have never been scared at all. I mean, I was there. I was very well treated. I taught Reiki to those Muslim people. 
I spoke to them about the angels. They were just like mesmerized about everything and everyone. It has been an amazing experience. And in fact, they want for me to go back there and I will go back there in November. Um, you know, everything that they show us on the television, the wars that they show us how bad these people are treated or are treating women, for instance, is nothing. I have not seen anything like that at all. So, you know, uh, this is actually goes back to talk about fear. You know, if we put uh, like fear into people, then people are really scared about even going and visiting such a beautiful country. Um, you know, but I mean, then there has to be somebody that tells you just the opposite. Um, of course, you know, there are uh, those regions which are really very close to the border with Afghanistan that, of course, are still in war because they're trying to kind of uh, get their independence. But, you know, in the rest part of Pakistan, it is just like an amazing country, you know, mm -hmm. very beautiful. That is also just to say about the fear and uh, how important that people do not fear anything, but just kind of, uh, and of course, this is on the large scale, but I was just saying that because uh, the more people are living in the light, the more people are getting uh, connected with oneself, with their own uh, inner child, with their own soul, the most important thing it is. I mean, it's just like so amazing, and I see that daily how important for people to kind of not get scared of anything. And that's why I mentioned also the devil also before with the Archangel Michael, which in Italy and all over the world is represented with the devil under his uh, feet. Mm -hmm. I do not believe in that. I do not believe that there is a, um, a being which is so uh, bad. I always believe that people want for us to believe such a thing, but that, that is actually to put in ourselves some fears. And that's why I think that uh, we always should really think positively. We always should feel and think that there is, you know, this beautiful light uh, in our, in our um, soul, but especially in the planet. Someone once said to me that the opposite of love is not hate, but fear. And I think there's, there's a lot of wisdom in that because it's, when you go into fear, it kind of closes off your connection to love. Exactly. Yes, very much so. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Um, so how do we connect? How do we find out who our own guardian angel is? Do we, ha do we have only one? Do we have a whole crew of them? <laughs> um, we are born with, um, and these are all the information that have, you know, have been given to me by the angels anyway. And so that's why it's, it's all this information is in the book. We are born with two guardian angels. And during our life, those two guardian angels change in the sense that we are born with those two guardian angels that uh, take us through some part of our life. Then when we go through some tasks, when we go through some um, changes, transformation, those two angels leave. And two more angels kind of come uh, with us, to stay with us for another period of time. To kind of, uh, you know, once we have learned the lessons, then other angels come to teach you other lessons in your life. And when you leave the body and you go on the other dimension, those angels that you were born with come to take you on the other planet, on the other dimension, I would mm -hmm. say, rather. So um, we are born with two guardian angels and during the evolution of your life you might get an archangel that comes and protects you for some times. You might get other guardian angels to come that come and uh, just like uh, show you uh, your way. Uh, they might come and save you if you if they feel that you're going to have an accident or something. So they're always with us actually and um, you also can uh, call upon more angels if you feel like uh, uh, you want to have uh, more uh, uh, protection, if you want to have more uh, protection around you or around your children or around your parents. You can always, uh, if you're going on a trip, you can kind of ask angels to protect you and to protect the plane you're flying with. Or if you are in the car, you can always ask the angels to protect the car you're driving, uh, you know, um, 
actually you know and this not this does not offend because i believe, i told them well, but i mean you know they're busy doing other things why should i call them and uh, kind of ask them to protect me because they're just there to help you actually so it is very important that uh, Whatever you do, you always ask uh, for protection. It is very important also to, if somebody has got an interview or they have a big meeting or something, uh, to send the angels before you, just so that when you arrive, you will find people who are um, much peaceful and they can they are able to kind of talk to you and you are able to kind of communicate to them, you know, in a better way. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you've just joined us, uh, you're listening to New Consciousness Review. I'm Miriam Knight, and we're discussing uh, Messages from the Angels of Transparency, a new book by Gaetano Vivo. Yes, thank you. Now, what what is Xantia? All right. <laughs> Xantia. Xantia is the symbol. Everybody that is born has got their own symbol. Cassantia is a symbol that I was actually working with since I was five, since Archangel Michael would kind of teach me. And then I just forgot about it. Then all of a sudden, uh, you know, while I was writing this book, um, this uh, symbol came back to me. And um, uh, the angels told me that uh, it is the symbol that I was going to work with for the rest of my life. Um, it is uh, a symbol that has got five squares. One is in the middle, then there is one on the top, on the left-hand top, and the right-hand top, and then on the bottom. And it's a symbol that actually works with um, the energy that brings um, brings this energy from universal uh, light, but also from the angels. So, for instance, if we take into consideration the square, kind of, the, the middle square, that square symbolizes me me in the in the middle of my own universe and so whenever we are getting an attunement for this symbol then we actually discover how important it is to work with our inner child and how important it is that our inner child gets feed uh, fed every day every moment of our life if we then look at uh, the uh, left hand left top side uh, that is the square that is related to the body so that getting all the body detoxing, detoxing from all the toxins that we have accumulated on the, you know, on uh, on our life, and so on and so forth. So actually, I've been actually treating people with Xantia. I've been attuning them with Xantia, and I've got the most amazing testimonials. Some of them are on the book actually about what Xantia has given them and what kind of uh, how how peaceful the symbol is and how much peace they've received from it. It's just like a, an amazing tool that just I've uh, received. Um, and it's just like I'm using, I'm using it onto people. So do you draw it uh, over them the, the way you would draw a Reiki symbol? Yes, I do. I draw it on, on the people and then uh, it is like um, a circle of light, like a spinning, like uh, yeah, something that spins. So you draw it on the people and then you kind of do a little spinning with your hand. And then, uh, you know, there are some techniques that I teach on how to kind of um, um, have the symbol work on you, really. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, so... You're, you're teaching um, this. Can people learn useful techniques just from reading your book or do they need to go to a workshop? Well, um, well, they can actually, of course, they can learn uh, the techniques that the angels have kind of uh, showed me, um, you know, some of the meditation, how to communicate with them, how to hear them. But of course, you know, uh, in the specific for the Xantia, for instance, they must um, they must come to a workshop or do a, a workshop that uh, from people that have trained, um, you know, which is an easy an easy thing to do. Of course, I, I, I travel extensively around the world to teach it, so it's just like uh, and I do these um, spiritual journeys where I you know I specifically teach about Xantia. So yes. Mm-hmm. For instance, last year, sorry, last year I took a group of people uh, to swim with the dolphins in the Azores. 
yes, on, in the Azores Islands, which are outside the, out of Portugal. And that I was teaching also the Cassantia, the Cassantia healing program together, you know, working with the energy of the dolphins and everything. So it was also that an amazing, an amazing thing to do. Oh, it sounds amazing. Um, and presumably people go to your website to find out where, yes. uh, where you're doing workshops and your yes. website is? My website is www.gaetano, G-A-E-T-A-N-O, V-I-V-O.com. And then uh, they can also see, uh, they can join actually the, my blog, which is gaetanovivoblog.com. And in the blog, actually, uh, if you don't mind me saying, they can actually uh, sign up for this wonderful tele-summit that I'm hosting on the 13, 14, and 15 of March, where people can just, uh, there are nine beautiful speakers from all over the world, and um, they can sign up in my blog, uh, you know, going to the Voice Telesummit, and they can just kind of um, join us there. And mm-hmm. also, on the Is it free? It is free, yes. Uh-huh. It's free, so... Um, and also, a month after the book is out, the book is out on March 20th, uh, 2012, one month exactly on the 19th of April, for the people who have bought the book, and of course I'm going to give them some time to read it and everything, I'm hosting a free, it's a bonus actually, I'm hosting a free uh, meditation uh, to heal the inner child with Archangel Raphael on the 19th of April at uh, 9pm Italian time. Mm-hmm. And that would be like 1 p.m. Um, Pacific time. Okay. And that would be like uh, 4 p.m. Eastern. Yes. Right. Good. Ah, it's fun to have this international connection. Yes, very much so. <laughs> <laughs> um, that, that sounds fascinating. Yes. Um, I would like to wind up our chat today with what you see as the role of love in the world. Yes. Um, Well, it is important for people to actually switch uh, their mind from hate to love. Once they've done done that, actually, uh, it is just like an amazing feeling that they will feel in their heart and also to love other people, you know, with a smile, with laughing, with, um, you know, introspection, with a lot of uh, beauty coming from, from the inner side of them, from inner knowledge, inner wisdom. It's all that. It is very important for people to, in order for us to have this beautiful, illuminated and bright uh, planet, the beautiful green planet, which is actually the color of the heart chakra, you know, to live again. It is important for people to just like uh, have that. Mother Teresa of Calcutta would say, we cannot do small things. We can only do uh, things with love. That it is very important. Absolutely. Well, on that note, um, I, I want to thank you very much for your your sharing your inspiring story with us, Gaetano. Thank you very much, Miriam. We've been speaking with Gaetano Vivo about his book, Messages from the Angels of Transparency. You can find more information on his website, which is GaetanoVivo.com. That's G-A-E-T-A-N-O-V-I-V-O.com. Our guest next week is Kent Nairburn, uh, who will be talking about his gentle and very, very moving book, Ordinary Sacred. I hope you'll join us. And now we're going to close our show with a track of the week selected by Scott Johnson from among members of the Positive Music Association, a growing group of musicians who use music not only to entertain, but to make a positive difference in people's lives and in the world. This week we're featuring the delightful Annie Sims singing Everything Everywhere. You say you just can't find me You've been searching hard 
Everywhere by singer-songwriter Annie Sims. Annie has recorded two country CDs and won a Discovery Award from Music Row magazine. She recently released her first New Thought CD, which won a seal of excellence from the Positive Music Association. You can find out more about her at anniesims.com. That's A-N-N-I-E-S-I-M-S dot com. For more great music or to join the PMA, go to PositiveMusicAssociation.com. Well, that wraps up our show for today. To discover more fascinating books, films, authors and events, check out our website at ncreview.com. You can leave comments for us on our Facebook page at Facebook.com slash ncreview. And if you enjoyed our show, I hope you'll tell your friends. So until next week, I'm Miriam Knight for New Consciousness Review. Thank you for listening. Goodbye.